Hey, this is Kirna Grad from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Zia Hasan with us. Zia is a coach, professor, musician, and a trainer. In today's podcast with Zia, we'll learn how we can dive deep into discovery and honoring our values, taming our fears, and tapping into our intuition. So, with that said, let's welcome our today's guest, all the way from Maryland, Zia. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kirin. It's great to be here. Glad to host you. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us about what got you started on the path of Pucci. Honestly, I've just been that type of person my entire life that people come to and say, hey, I have an issue and I'd love to talk to you about it and get your opinion on it. And while that's not what coaching is, it is it does orient you to the type of interactions that I tend to have with people throughout my entire life since I was a child. I'm the person that people confide in. I get told a lot of things that they don't tell other friends. And part of that is because I think I'm trustworthy, but I think part of it also is because I'm pretty good at listening. And that's always been my skill from an early age, listening and accepting others for who they are. I've, at least I've tried to do that. It's tough to do, but it's something that I've always believed in, accepting everybody for who, where they are in their life and what they believe in and whatever it might be, even if it conflicts with me. And so my first job out of college, because I'm systems oriented, I was doing a lot of work in college as a an RA, so that's someone who lives in like the dorms where all the students are and assists them and helps them with things. I had been promoted to this head RA position where I developed this whole system on Ruby on Rails, which is a technology framework that's popular now. Back in 2006, it was like new. So I was learning it for the first time. And that caught the attention of IBM, which brought me to my job at IBM, where I was a consultant for many years. Then it, the one thing I loved about working at IBM, and I pretty much hated everything else about working there, I liked my colleagues a lot, but just the job and just the whole nine to five was just, it wasn't me. And I'm sure a lot of your audience can relate to that, that feeling of, okay, nine to five is just not my thing. And so I changed and became a teacher, which is still a nine to five, but there's a lot more creativity with what you can do as a teacher. The, my favorite thing to do at IBM was answer the phone and help people through their technology problems, basically being the help desk. That was my favorite thing and the only thing that I wanted to do. So I said, what if I just made this my whole career? And I got trained as a teacher. I taught third, fourth, and fifth grade. And that is between the ages of seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, that, that age. And I taught in D.C., Washington, D.C. for a number of years. When that ended, because the stress of being a teacher is quite high, so I had my freedom and my creativity, but at the same time, I was working 24-7. I was missing weddings and funerals and everything important in life because I just had to stay on top of my work. I decided to leave. I had my own kids at the time, or at least one kid at the time, and I went to work for Microsoft Education for about five years. And while I was there, I presented at every single institution in the state of Maryland. I trained users, trained educators. And one of the places where I trained offered me a job as an adjunct professor. Right after the training, the person who hires people was like, do you want to work here? And for some reason, I was like, I think I do. This was February of 2020. So I don't know if you remember what happened after that. They have a program at that school that adjuncts, it's free for adjuncts. That is a coach training program, an ICF certified or accredited coach training program. So when the pandemic hit, I was teaching my class online. Originally, it was in person. And now I was on the... I, now I was teaching online and now I was also doing coach training at the same time. And because I was going on podcasts and talking about stuff like I'm talking about with you, I was getting clients. I was getting an audience and I still have a lot of clients that I talk to. And these are all clients that are looking to pivot their career, transition their career. And as you can tell, because I've done that so many times, I've had this identity shift so many times in my life 
I'm able to help people, coach people through that experience, which is quite a, a gift and something that I love. So that's what I currently do. And right now I teach other college courses at three different institutions. In the spring, I'll be at three different places, teaching business, psychology, coaching, and education. So a wide variety of topics. And I also teach corporate skills, so professional skills, things like Excel from my Microsoft days, or even things like conflict management and how to manage a team. And then, of course, I coach people. I have two different coaching brands. One of them is for career changers. It's called Pivot Pilots. And the other one is for new dads, so expecting dads. They're for dads who find out that they're having kids. They have no idea what to do. They're freaking out. And so I coach them through that emotional turmoil. And those are just the, the tip of the iceberg. So I'll stop there for now. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, Zia. I would love to know now we understand who your potential client would be. But can you please define it a little more? We understand the aspects that you work with. But if you were to tell us about a client avatar, who would that be? Sure. I'll tell you the one that's most developed. And that is my career, my pivot pilot coaching service. And I've thought deeply about this. You often hear in the entrepreneur circles, like you got to find a niche. You got to really find your client avatar. And honestly, I've designed it over and over again because when I coach people, I learn more about that avatar. So to boil it down to what this type of person is, it's not, I'll tell you who it's not first, it's not the person who is, I just need help with my resume. There's many people out there that's, I want a career coach because I want to update my resume and apply for jobs. Those sorts of people I don't work with because I've never been a recruiter or a hiring manager or anything like that. It's not my strong suit to know, oh yeah, you need to just do this and then you'll get the job. In fact, I don't even think it works like that. So my target, my cli the clients that I work with are the people that are like, I'm currently in a career trajectory that does not agree with who I am. I feel this little tug, this little intuitive feeling of this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is a feeling I've now had a number of times in my life. And that's the type of person that's at the start of an identity shift. They can do nothing about it. And if they do nothing about it, they'll remain miserable and they'll continue in this job that they dislike or even hate. And they'll get through it, I'm sure, but not be fully satisfied with who they are and where they are in life. So that's where I come in. And that's the type of client where they're, they're ready to say, I'm ready to change who I am. I'm ready to see myself as someone different than where I may have started. Maybe I grew up as a lawyer and my parents always said, you're gonna be a lawyer one day. And so I went to law school and I did all the things and now I'm a lawyer but I hate it. And every day I think I wish I could be doing something else. I can't disassociate myself with this identity of being a lawyer. So I help people full, start to understand what's important to them and then start to define who they are outside of a job description. If that's someone who's will, if that's the person that I'm that wants to work with me, that's a person that I'm willing to work with. But if they come to me and they say, I just need to update my resume. I just want a job. I just want to get out. That's a person who's looking for a quick fix, and that is not who I work with. I work with people who are looking to transform and change who they are. Yes, totally. Someone who would want to transform and uh, transition to a new role maybe is someone who is more ideal to working with you. Zia, the question arrives is, can you please share a client success story to give us more insight on how it happened and what? Absolutely. So I work with a lot of educators who are leaving the classroom. And I had one client, and this client has allowed me to talk about their story a little bit, who, when I first met with them, had a hard time even looking me in the eye. They were not a very assertive person. They were, they let life happen to them. They were very passive about what they wanted to do. And we started by first figuring out what their core values are. 
And core values are the things that you can't really live without. You have to honor these in order to feel fulfilled in life. Everybody has a values collection of values, but the core ones are the ones that you must honor. And most people don't know what those are. Most people have not really interrogated those. So with this client and with all my clients, really, I, we interrogated these and we came up with a list. And that list was really specific and instructive for them. The next thing that we did was we talked about what their mental barriers are. Everyone has mental barriers. Everyone has things that hold them back. Maybe they feel they have a voice in their head saying, you're not good enough. You'll never be accepted in this new industry that you're trying to get into. You should just stay where you are because that's safe. We interrogate that voice. We give it a personality. And then we teach that person how to tame that, what we call a saboteur, that negative self-talk. And so now when that self-talk comes up in their job search, for this client it did, they can say things back to that voice. I am worthy. I am able to change careers. And what they say, it's not just like an internal pep talk, but it's knowing when that voice is going to come, what it sounds like, and being able to say something back to it that basically separates you from, from that voice. That's a really important thing. So then that client went on from there. We worked on assertiveness. We worked on how they can communicate their value outside of a job description. So not that I'm just a teacher or an educator. What I like to say for myself is I help people navigate through change in turbulent times, right? No job description is ever going to have that in it. Like we need someone who does that. They're going to have other things. They're going to have a list of things that are general. So this person, this client, and most of my clients now see themselves in an entirely new way. And through the course of a few sessions, usually six or so, they flip how they see themselves. And now they see themselves as someone who offers value. And basically they get to say to the company, and this client did, hey, this is who I am. This is who, the people that I serve. This is what I stand for in the world. You want a piece of this, now's your opportunity. Versus saying, please give me a job. So this client was able to, this client of mine was able to do that and go out there. They had two different job offers that they then had to pick. And they were with good companies that were reputable in the industry that they were pivoting to. And they then came back for their final coaching session and they said, I don't know which one to pick. And so we had to look back and say, which of these align with the values that we laid out when we started this relationship? And from that lens, they were able to immediately see which one made the most sense. And as far as I know, I haven't spoken to them in a while, but as far as I know, they're still happy in that job. And if they ever wanted to, they could pivot again because they've done it once before. Yes, certainly. That was an amazing success story that you just shared. Now we are getting curious about ways that you tend to use. Are there any step methodologies, strategies that you rely on? I borrow you, this will not surprise you, but I borrow a lot from the business world. I really believe that when you are a person out on the job market, it's exactly the same as an entrepreneur being out on the other market, whatever market they happen to be serving, in the sense that you have to think about what they are looking for from you. So one of those things, like we in the entrepreneur world know that if we want to speak directly to our customer, we're not throwing in anything extra. We're not adding any sort of extra stuff that's going to confuse them. If we make a sales page, we want it to be really direct about what we're offering them. So the same goes for when I coach my career clients. I say to them, look at your resume. Don't think of it as your story. Think of it as what is the relevant story that you want to tell the person on the other end of this resume that's reading it. And what is your personal brand? Very few people who walk into a job interview or application process have a personal brand and really understand what that brand is and what promise they're giving. This is all part of what I describe as an identity shift. We go from being somebody who is, please just someone pay me, to here's who I am, here's what I stand for out in the world. And now companies out there, if you want a piece of this, you get it. Branding is really important to me. 
I also really want to utilize things like AI. AI has become an incredible tool. And while it's not perfect, one of the things that something like ChatGPT does really well is it leverages text. It reads text and analyzes text in a way that is really powerful. Because when you think about the job application process, most of it comes down to text. Your resume, it's text. A job description, it's text. A website where you have core values of this company, their mission statement, maybe like bios of people who work there, all of it is text. All of it can be understood, synthesized, evaluated by ChatGPT. So now I can say to a client, okay, client, let's put in your resume and the job description, and let's see it compare the two and say, what do I need to replace? What are some words that might be more applicable to this job? What are some of the bullet points that are currently on my resume that are not relevant at all that I can just remove? So these are just a few of the methodologies that I I subscribe to. And I, I described before my belief in core values and also in conquering that negative self-talk or what I call a saboteur. Yes, got it. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing the insights about the strategies that you just shared. Zia, next question to you is about knowing when to transition. What is a good time to think about that? I think the moment that you feel that tug to say, it's time to do something else, this is not for me, then it becomes time to explore. So the reason why I say that moment, I'm not saying make a rash decision. I'm not saying the minute that you feel that quit your job and just go out there and try and find a new one. I'm saying the process of finding a new job, most people think, oh, three to six months maybe. And that's true if you're actively applying. If you're actively applying, three to six months is reasonable to try and find a new job. Maybe on the higher end since we're in a time where jobs are quite competitive, but that's as long as it usually takes. The process of changing your identity, though, has to happen before that. Because if you don't change your identity before you go into the market and try and find a job, no one's going to understand what you stand for. No one's going to understand why they should hire you, and you will barely understand why anybody should hire you. So the minute you start to feel that, the shift happens when you start to do that internal work of what's really important to me. What are my core values? I'll give you an example. I had a client once who told me that she had, I do a core values deep dive with my clients. That's the first meeting that we have usually. This client had heard me on a podcast and said, you know what, I went out there and I already went there and I I looked up how to figure out my core values and I have a list. And I said, great, let's take a look at the list. Let's interrogate it. One of the words that she had on her list was autonomy. And so I, when we really interrogated and broke it apart, she realized that what she meant by autonomy was power. And I asked her, what's the difference between autonomy and power? Now, the answer to that question may be different depending on who you ask it to. But for her, it was a breakthrough moment to say, okay, what I really want is power. I want influence. And that is what she ended up looking through. That lens is what she ended up looking through. It was really specific. And this is one of those things where if you understand what you're looking for, if you're out there in the world and you understand what you're looking for, then you will be in a much better position to, to make things work for yourself. So those are just a few of the things that come to mind. Garzia, next question now. So this one is about misconceptions about coaching. What are some of the misconceptions about coaching? Oh, a huge misconception about coaching is that we give advice. And it's understandable why people would think that. Now, I am a, an ICF certified coach. And a big part of ICF's ethics and what they stand for is that we are not advice givers. That might surprise a lot of people because a lot of people believe it's all about giving advice. Now, this is not to say that when I meet with a client, I'm never giving any sort of instruction. 
Of course, I'm guiding them, but I'm not telling them, hey, you should go do this. Hey, you should go do that. Instead, I'm asking them powerful questions and I'm reframing for them what this job search means. When I do that and when I allow my clients to figure out the answer to these powerful questions, or at least to even think about them for the first time, because nobody asks the type of questions in their life that I ask them in a coaching session, that's when it suddenly becomes clear to them what they need to do. I don't have to give advice. And in fact, if I were to give advice without them really processing and understanding what the next step is for them, I might even be doing them a disservice. There are things that I will teach my clients how to do. So in between sessions, I have videos where I'll show them how to use ChatGPT to coach themselves. I'm actually developing a sort of side course that you can buy, which is not really me coaching, but it's me teaching how to use ChatGPT to do this entire process that I'm talking about, because you can explore your core values using ChatGPT. It's not quite as effective as a human, but it is possible to do. And I can talk more about how that works. But remind me of the start of the question again. <laughs> I lost misconception. Misconception, yeah. So that's really important is that we're not here to give advice. We are here to help orient the person to their new identity, really understand who they are, and then support them through that and help them get from point A to point B. You would be surprised if you're someone who's sitting there thinking like, gosh, I don't know how that would work. I don't understand. Aren't you supposed to give me the top 10 things I'm supposed to do and give me a roadmap? The truth is, Advice is so cheap. You can find it anywhere. You can go on YouTube and find advice. You can go on Reddit and get people telling you what they might be doing, what they think you should be doing. But everybody disagrees. Even the top career coaches have different disagreements about what should go on a resume, how long the resume should be, right? All these principles, they all disagree on these different things. So what does that tell you? It tells you that it's extremely variable and it's all about communicating value. So that's one misconception. I think another misconception is that we're all very hippy-dippy. It's all about feelings and intuition. And it is. The thing is, some of it is tapping into intuition, which people, some people that I work with have never tapped into before. They've gotten gut feelings, they've got those nudges, and they've just ignored them to their detriment and to keeping them where they currently are. If you allow them to experience what it's like to be intuitive and listen to those voices and then use that analytical mind to figure out what these voices are telling you, your intuition may be right, it may be wrong, you don't always have to go with whatever it tells you, but understanding the difference between intuition and talking yourself out of things is really important for the clients that I work with. Now, at the same time, a lot of what we do is very practical. It's not all kind of incense and how are you feeling and what color is your, your career or whatever it might be. A lot of it is what's your next step, right? And how am I gonna hold you accountable to the next step? Maybe the next step is you're gonna write a journal entry about something where you really explore a topic, or maybe it's that you're gonna have a conversation with somebody and you're gonna report back to me about what you learned. The best question that I like to ask any of my clients when it comes to accountability is, what are you learning? And if you didn't do the thing you said you were gonna do, what's in your way? It's not me shaming them or saying, oh, you should have done it, or maybe you should try this. It's me saying, what are you learning? Usually what they're learning is extremely instructive. And if I don't ask that question, they might think to themselves, I don't really know, right? I'm looking for someone to give me guidance. You open TikTok or Reels or any of those apps, you'll see tons of these top 10 videos. Here are my resume tips. Here's what you should do, these quick things. All of those tips and tricks videos are really useful in different parts of the journey for different people. But if you wanna actually look at the problem holistically, you have to think about everything. Those top 10, that tip that someone teaches you may not be relevant for where you are in that journey, though you might think it is. It might be relevant later on. And before you understand the direction you're going, tips and tricks don't mean anything. And before you understand what's really important to you, advice from other people who have different values than you doesn't mean anything. I have different values than most of my clients do. My clients have different values from each other. 
So my goal is to figure out what is the world that you live in and then let me go there with you for a minute. So those are a few misconceptions, I would say. I could probably go on, but those are a few. Yes, yes. We have gotten the essence of what the misconceptions are. And you were speaking about something. So let's keep it this way. The AI course that you are launching or you have launched that and also give us the ways of getting that course, reaching out to you or getting in contact with you, all of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I wish I had a sales page to send out. So I'll just give my email address. If you're interested in when this is released, zia at ziahassan.coach. And I'm sure Kieran will put that in the, the show notes. This is a course I realized over time that I happen to know AI better than most people. And everybody's a learner when it comes to AI. But I think the way that I know it is more effective. I use it more effectively than most people. My workflow, my productivity probably tripled or quadrupled when I started using ChatGPT effectively to the point at which many institutions pay me good money to go out and tell them how to use it and teach them how to use it so that they can speed up their workflow. And part of what I think goes into a good career pivot when you're using AI, I have some prompts. I have some very long prompts. That, and if you don't know what a prompt is, it's what you put into ChatGPT that tells it what you want it to give you back. I have a few different ways of getting core values. One of the things that I really always get from clients is, hey, I don't know what all the jobs are out there. Can you tell me like what different possibilities might be for me? And to be honest, I know a few, but I don't know everything. But ChatGPT does. So what I often instruct them to do is I will say, okay, go on ChatGPT and say, I'm just going to post my resume and tell it that I'm just posting my resume. Don't do anything with it yet. Just let me post it in. And you can post it in whatever format you want. ChatGPT will figure out what it is. Then I'll say, okay, now paste in my strengths, right? Maybe uh, I've already done some coaching with somebody on strengths, or maybe I type about a project that was really important to me that I did and chat GPT, you tell me what my strengths are, right? Or you tell me what my core values are based on what you're reading. Once chat GPT has all of that in one of its chats, now you can take it a step further and you can say, based on this, what are some jobs that might appeal to me? I take it one step further from there because the problem with that is people will see jobs. This is the problem with most of my clients. They will, many of my clients at least, they will go on Indeed.com or Monster or whatever. I don't know if Monster is still around, but whatever career sites, LinkedIn, and they'll scroll through these job listings and they'll see these titles and they'll think, I don't know what that is. What's a senior product manager? What does that mean? What are all these duties? I don't know what these duties mean. So what I have them do is I say, ChatGPT, now give me some jobs that you think might appeal to my strengths and my talents. Don't show me the title of the job and don't show me the duties, but sum it up in a way that you think someone like me would understand. And then do them one by one. Show me different jobs, almost like little flashcards and have me rate them on a scale of how excited I would be to do this job on one to 10. And then I'll just put in numbers. After 10 of those cycles, tell me what you think my core themes are for the type of work that might appeal to me. And my clients have full on, they'll come back to me and say, and they'll say, I had a full on breakthrough talking to ChatGPT about these different jobs. That can serve them in a way that I, with my somewhat limited knowledge of what jobs are out there, because there's millions of them, that serves them maybe more effectively than I might be able to. Now, it's not perfect. ChatGPT does like to make up information or hallucinate. But for stuff like this, it's very, the rate of that is very low because when you think about it, all we're doing is talking about different jobs that are out there. We're not asking it to give us specific information about a person or a concept or a historical event. We're just asking it to say, hey, you've read all the job descriptions on the internet, ChatGPT. Can you help me figure out which ones align to me? And taking out that title for me and making the description really simple is important because it's about what you do in the job, not about what the title is. Wow. 
that's insightful and if you wish to know more about zia and what he just said or you want to get advice from him or you want to consult him or you want to coach with him you can go to zia at ziahasancoach.com and then you can connect with him and oh, correct you know, correction that's zia at ziahasan.coach is the email address ziahasan.coach is my coaching website and from there you can schedule a meeting or send me a note or whatever the ai thing is not on there yet but if you email me and say hey, i'm interested in that I'd be more than happy to keep you on the list and when it's available, uh, let you know. There you have it, guys. Final question for the day. Tell us about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does after hearing this proposition? Now, I want to clarify. Do you mean in the context of entrepreneurship or in the context of careers? In short, in growing in life altogether. Oh, okay. I would say the best place to start is understanding your core values. And I really think that the only way to do that is to do it with an experienced coach or if you email me, I'll send you my prompt for my ChatGPT core values deep dive. It may not be as quite as good as a human coach. It definitely won't be, but it's it's cheaper and it's free basically at, at the moment. So you can do it that way. But if you have someone like me or whoever it might be, an experienced coach, they will probe and really help you figure out what those words mean. They'll ask you things like, which of these values are you currently honoring? Which of these values would you like to honor more? They will ask you how you'd like to honor these values and they'll help you come up with plans to honor them. So if you don't understand what your core values are, it's really hard to, to make really good decisions in life because you'll often make decisions that are based on other people's expectations of you. So if you understand what's important to you, you'll be able to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to take this route because that's what aligns with my core values. One of the things that when I think about this AI course, I'm a huge believer in systems thinking. So it's, do I want to develop a, a course that may replace me as a coach, a, as a cheaper version, at least temporarily? And I thought, yeah, I do, because that's a skill. That's something that aligns with me, systems thinking. Coaching is also a core value of mine. So that aligns with me too. Some people will want a human to do it. And most people, I think, probably should have a human doing it. But it's totally fine to start with ChatGPT and see where it takes you. So that's my, that would be my first step. Wow. So core values, guys, that's where you started. And if you resonate with Zia and if you wish to reach out to him, Zia, all your socials, all your websites, all your emails, please share it one last time. Yes, will do. ZiaHassan.coach is my main website. You can find me on LinkedIn. My sort of the end of that web address is Zia-S-Hassan. And you can find me on Instagram as ZiaHassan. I post a lot on Instagram. And those are my main places that I post. I'm also on threads, though I don't use it as, as regularly yet. ZiaHassan.blog is where I write a lot of things. ZiaHassan.space is a, a website that's a interlinked kind of wiki almost. It's a, I don't know if you know the app Obsidian, but it's my Obsidian vault online. So it's messy, but it does have a lot of cool stuff on there that people can explore if they want to. And I should probably mention, I have a podcast. Uh, it is called Gently Down the Stream. And it is about people who are navigating change in life, whether that is career or el else, other things. That podcast is made for you. You got it, guys. So reach out to Zia. Zia is going to help you with your career, with your life and to help you transition maybe. So if you find it useful, consider reaching out to Zia. All the methods of reaching out to him have just been mentioned. Thank you so much, Zia, for such a great conversation. It was insightful and people can listen it twice so that they can get double the value because he has shared so many things in this short amount of time. So thank you for being so generous with your words. Thank you so much, Kiran. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you again. And I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye.